0: Welcome to Simply the Best Podiatry. Um, I'm your host, John Osborne, and joined with me, as always, is the affable and great Jason Augusta. Good morning, Jason. It's too nice, aren't you? Thank you, and uh, hi. How
1: are you?
0: I'm very well, mate. Now, we are coming to you post the 2023 Podiatry Conf 23, the Australian Podiatry Conference, um, where there's been, uh, what, three days, two and a half um, of just fun and everything, and we thought we would um, get together and actually just say, well, you know, cover a, give a quick rundown of, of, of how it all went. How was it, Jace? Did you enjoy it?
1: I think uh, the best thing is obviously catching up with all the people and those people mm-hmm. unexpectedly who you run into or haven't seen for a long time, that's the best part of it, isn't it? That makes it
0: really enjoyable. It was. That was awesome. Um, obviously, you and I got to catch up face-to-face, and even though we're both in Melbourne, um, it was great to, to catch up together. <laughs> had a bit of a laugh. Um, and, but, yeah, people like um, I mean, Narelle Window from Tassie, um, you know, Kate Patterson back again from Melbourne. You just don't bump into it frequently. Um, catching up with Ian Griffiths and Max Paquette, who are international. Um, so good. Uh, Michael Nitschke, South Australia, so many people. So many people just able to just sit down and and chat, which was, I don't know, you forget how much of a luxury that is Um, and you forget how good it is to just communicate to people and meet people that you haven't spoken to for ages. Or meet people that you've heard of of and never actually got to sit down. Um, Well, they've heard of you. Yeah. Well, so Naomi Blood, for example. I heard plenty about her. Um, she's another podiatrist. She has a practice in in Melbourne. Um, you know, met her for, you know, for the first time. Had a bit of a chat. So um, it's just great. Really, really nice to be able
1: to. You I don't know, you do. You forget how good it is to be face to face with people again. Yeah, I, I did have a good chat with Naomi. I mean, I also caught up with uh, Rowan Cool, who I first started practice with back in '89 spent nine months in his uh, working with him in Box Hill back in the day. And we had had a really good catch up. So that was nice. But then it goes to the other end of the spectrum as well. Like some of the um, younger people who you might've had in your rooms or even taught at university. That was really cool. Um, Absolutely. And, and I did have uh, a very brief chat and I did go to his presentation yesterday of um, Anthony Caserta and his shockwave uh, presentation. And, um, And uh, this was a classic because he first came um, into my radar as a work experience student, and then here he was—he's done his doctorate and he was presenting at at a national meeting. And I thought it's just like—it was interesting to just to see the, um, I suppose, the outcomes of someone's journey from such a long time, uh, from being, you know looking at the profession and going in as a student and coming out the other end. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. I agree. I Um and just that. Yeah. so good.
0: So with that in mind, obviously catching up with people is really good. But what was what was probably was that your favorite thing or was it, what was your uh, what was your favorite thing of the whole conference?
1: Yeah, I think this is the other thing also. It's not just the unexpected catch-ups. Um, but also the unexpected gains Like, I don't know much about, say, gout, for instance, and then I just heard the most fantastic presentation from Sarah Stewart from Auckland yesterday. Um, And her overview of gout just, like, was so clear and so practical and she passed on so many tips that made you aware of, you know, I'm going to handle this a little bit differently in my rooms now. That I, I, don't, I never really expected that. I don't really focus on those sorts of things, but it was so good. Yeah, which we'll, we'll touch on briefly. Um yeah. the, the other one is also uh, to kick it off for me was um, the footwork workshop at the very start of the whole conference it was presented beautifully and gave an insight into um, orthotic manufacture. That was really good. And it was really well attended as well, but very, very practical and uh, very helpful. Uh, I think the, I think the acted gains were the really highlight thing, which we'll touch on.
0: Yeah.
1: And what about yourself? So, look, for me, the
0: connection with people was was my highlight. I, it was probably the one thing that I didn't, I didn't actually come into the conference thinking I would engage with. I thought I'd come in, I would do what I have to do. I'd take off and come back when, you know, when I had that opportunity. Um, but it's the total opposite of what happened. Um, I you was know, actually like quite I, surprised
1: to see you, see you there first. time <laughs> around Because you told me you were coming in and out. And once there was a beer in your hand, you didn't move for a while. <laughs> oh, that's exactly right. It
0: was unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, and Natty Hotchkiss, another mate. Like, it was just, um, yeah, I... I yeah, I probably don't engage with people enough. And, and that was my big learning. Um, and it was just fantastic. Um, so, for, for me, the big one was just catching up with people and, and, and meeting people who I've heard so much about. And then go, now I've got that face, that name, and I can see why I hear so much about these amazing people. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, talking of learnings, what's one thing you learned, Jason Agosta, that
1: you will take away and use on Monday? Oh, well, I think going back to Sarah Stewart's gout presentation, she said it so clearly and so simply and, you know, I mean, I probably should have already known this, but she said, meat, seafoods and alcohol do not contribute to gout.
0: That's fantastic.
1: I love that. I love that. Get and on the prawns. Like, you know, and this is, this is one of the points I wanted to make um, on today's show is, yeah you hear a presentation that goes through all the pathophysiology and all the the medical side of things and then you just get these pearls of tips and inf- little bits of information that's like yep that is so cool and so important to know whereas there is others which you know great presentations but then not practical at all and yep, yep, it yep. sort of leaves you like oh right okay Right, where to from here you know great information
0: that's a a good learning from the research perspective and and from from my perspective is that if you're going to come up and present you really need to make it so somebody can walk out with something tangible yes
1: yeah and it was interesting talking about speaking to other people and and meeting lots of people that was a very important and very uh, common theme across uh, several people I spoke to who said, you know, I'm just not coming away with, you know, too much out of this lecture or that lecture or whatever it is. And I think for you guys in the research fraternity, I mean, you're you're doing it because it sort of is coming from a practical background that has sparked your interest. And we want to You want to change practice, right? You want to change practice? best practice and we want to hear Absolutely. what we can do so mm. so and I,
0: then what is your what was the most thought-provoking thing or what was the most thing the most provoking thing you heard
1: uh, Neil Pillar's discussion about lymphatics lymphatic drainage and uh Venous operations was interesting. And he was saying how almost every time that someone has their veins operated, because of the proximity of the lymphatics, they get damaged. And he said, in the end, it actually becomes, do you want one or the other? The drainage issues, oh. or do you need to put up with the, you know, lumpy, painful veins? That was quite interesting. I had a lengthy discussion with a few people about that. That was really interesting. Um, so I think uh, going back to Sarah Stewart's gout presentation and Neil Piller's lymphatic and veins presentation, two presentations which I never thought I'd, um, you know, have sort of great thoughts about. But that's the the beauty of going to these meetings. It's always the unexpected, yeah. always. Yeah. The um, There was yeah. a lot of talk about um, interesting presentations, but how applicable is it clinically? Ian Griffith's presentation on the colour of orthoses was interesting. He I think he provoked a lot of um, thought and a lot of um, speak about it. And my and it was a really enjoyable presentation, and I think I did post on our Insta site about the slide of the discussed Taylor Swift <laughs> uh, quote. <laughs> I love Swifty. <coughs> That was a winner. <laughs> my my, and... na-
0: my nine year old daughter is going to hate the fact that I did not know it was a Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> can I just say? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was I. The, from, what I love about Griffo is that he's a he's a beautiful communicator, yeah. um, and um, that was a great example of really. I don't think, For me, I don't think it was about whether or not you're changing color foot or face But it was a, how can you just make sure that the patient is, you're engaged with the patient? Okay, it doesn't matter if they give you a pain scale out of 10. They might tell you that their pain looks like an elephant um, and they want it to be like a tiger. Like it actually doesn't matter whether it's the color red or the color blue. It doesn't matter any of that sort of stuff. It's about how can you engage with the person that's in front of you at that point in time? And if color's the way you do that, why is that about, it shouldn't be a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all.
1: There's
0: so much out there about color therapies. It's it's, and it's you know, and he admitted there is no evidence. There's absolutely nothing to suggest that you know, particularly in podiatry, it makes any difference. But it's a small, it's a two-minute conversation, and even if it doesn't have any effect, it might still be positive, and still be positive outcome for that patient. Which, I, I, I again, really simple, really practical. Really applicable
1: um, there's a lot of information out there about, about, about color, color therapies. Ooh, was, the obvious I was, thought I had while I was sitting there was like once this goes out of vision, it's all about the feeling. Does this plate feel okay and the color is going to make any difference whatsoever It's going to go from one thing. is it red or green but it has a feel? The, the moment it goes out of vision and underfoot, it's like, okay, moving on. So is it going to have an effect or not? Maybe for a sh- short period of time and, like you said, engaging the patient, but the actual impact of that is going to shift dramatically and really quickly to, oh, this is how it feels. That might take away mm. from all that. Yeah. A little bit sort of inconsequential in my view. Um, now your strength, your foot strength, um, presentation was great. Thank you. And obviously there's so much more to come. Uh, and I love the way you finished off with three tips. You need to do these three exercises and going back to what we were just talking about. I think it is so important that, you know, you do do the, you know, that, that work and, and it is so practically applicable to all of us in those, in that meeting.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to, I got um, asked this this week to come and present at SMA as well. Um, And the data that we collected while I was up here at UQ, and thank you to all the podiatrists and all the people that engaged with that. Um, Something about doing that project up here and getting podiatrists in a lab and sticking needles in them and making them stand on force plates and do these exercises that we mentioned at the conference in that presentation um, and then they get to s- they get to see in real time what those exercises are doing as they're doing them and then understand how they fit as a spectrum from zero to hero basically. Um, it was was a really nice opportunity um, and I'm really looking forward to presenting that later in the year um, but um, thank you I really appreciate that that feedback. Um, again, I, I think for, for me I, I want to try and make sure that research is, Understood and applicable, um, and if it's not, that there's a, a pathway to translating it. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to presenting all that stuff later, um, and uh, getting a good in- understanding about uh, about how we use foot exercises
1: and foot strength for the person but in front of us. It may not come straight away either, because we have layers upon layer upon layer of information before it actually Correct. becomes something that is tangible day to day. And I think people need to realise that as well, because when you go to these scientific meetings, we do have to realise that some in some of these projects are just starting off or, you know, they're in the middle of it. We're not really there. And it takes so long to get those layers of information um, to a level that we can all apply and understand. Well, I was having a conversation
0: last night at the bed after party, and... Um, and trying to explain that, it can, you know, a PhD is three years full-time. You might pull out maybe four publications out of that. So it's basically at least 12 months per publication. And if it's a publication that is you can go direct from the result to a, to clinic, there's probably four or five publications before that. So in reality, it's, it's no surprise it's about seven years to go from, okay, well, this is the question, and now this is the way you can apply it, um, so it does require a degree of patience, and hopefully, the, I mean that's what the researchers are there for. Um, but it's—I I, would—I lo- would—I would love to see that the clinicians are more engaged with with that process, um, and they can go, "Okay, cool, I get it." You're still not quite there at a point where I can take this and run with it, but I can see where you're going with it, and maybe I can think about how I apply that in my practice each day. Mate, that would—I would. I would I would hang up my boat, so to speak, I reckon, if, if we got to
1: that point. But I think along your journey of what you do, um, research-wise, there are always things you can pull out. People just need to realise that it just takes that time and there are small <laughs> steps over long periods of time. So it's interesting talking to lots and lots of people about, oh, you know, it's not practical or how do I apply that? And then the other group you would speak to is to have great understanding of that. Um, I think most people need to realise that before they go to those meetings that, you know, they might get little snippets, which are small parts of the bigger picture, which is yet to come. And that is okay. And that's how we build our information over many, many years. And that's the skill of a good clinician because the good clinician goes, right,
0: I've got that. This is how how I can perhaps use it.
1: Yes. So I did uh, go to Max Paquette's uh, presentation yesterday. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss today. And, um, you know, in my opinion, there's obviously a lot of background there, but it just was so inconclusive for me from a practical point of view. And it was great information but inconclusive. And the one thing that stood out for me with that sort of thing as an example was uh, talking about training loads and it was like, oh, you know, if you do a little bit, you might get injured. If you do a lot, you might get injured. We just don't know. And I would strongly disagree with that because we do know about how um, tissues um, adapt to stress and how much time it takes and the time you should be gradually building up training in um, in alignment with, say, uh, tendon changes to running loads. And, like, you know, there's always been one um, talk about, for example, um, increasing your running 10% per month, not 10% a week. And there's actually some really good evidence that actually um, upholds that old, old rule from distance runners. And it was a little bit strange to actually hear that, that, oh, we actually don't know or it doesn't matter what you do. And I was like... No, I'm not too sure about that. There's plenty of information out there, and Mm. yeah, I just—it was a thought of. It was quite a strong thought of mine yesterday, anyway. And the other thing I was sitting there, I was sitting there listening to this running presentation. I thought, oh, all I want to do is get say you, Johnny, to run across the stage and then teach you how to run properly, and (laughs) get you to run back. Yeah, how good? How good would that be? Like in the eyes of everyone, just to do something so practical. It'd be so fun to and get everyone I, to I Actually, it. I agree.
0: Yeah. I'm sitting in Max's room now. Hopefully, hope I, if someone gets up and runs, I'm going to call you and go and get someone <laughs> running. Watch. Because um, it would be. It'd be great. I agree. I think it'd be fantastic.
1: I, just, <laughs> I, I, I suppose there were my unexpected thoughts as well. I was sitting there thinking, Oh, you could do this. How fun would that be? Just to engage everyone to do like the running technique session or talk about training at the same time or whatever it may be. That'd be so cool. That'd be great.
0: Yeah. So one takeaway, what are you gonna what are you gonna take away? What's your one thing you're gonna go? Yep, I don't know. What's a takeaway for you from the conference? Uh
1: the first thing was obviously <laughs> how fun and the importance of catching up with everyone uh learning about people's journeys remember when we first when we first started we were talking about our little journey and how we got into podiatry fascinations mm. um had a big contact with anna baird i wasn't there last night and i know she wasn't she's away, but we had a, um, a quick uh, um about you know when we first met and how it started and even people like her i mean is not practicing podiatrists mm. into podiatry fantastic like in business and Um, support work for dietary the unexpected things of learning about people's journeys were really enjoyable and i think once again i think uh, for me the tips about the gout so unexpected i'm not right into it but i learned so much and i'll definitely um, be thinking about that and yeah speaking about that on monday morning i love it i love it
0: well, Jace, I reckon that's uh, – I'd like I know, to thank everybody to that we spoke to. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. But I'm going to thank everybody that we that I managed to catch up with and I'm assuming yeah, that you managed to catch up with because um, I know you were a social butterfly out there in the exhibition hall. Um, and um, <laughs> I should call you butterfly, Augusta. Not quite. Um, I wasn't there last night. <laughs> but um, – it was really, really great and really, really great to catch up with everyone and, and, and please you know, continue to reach out uh, and have a chat because I think this conversation is really, really great. And I think you and I had a few conversations about how we can increase some of those um, broader conversations with other podiatrists and, and get get those broad opinions uh, out here and on, on this show particularly. Um, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to some of that. Um and uh, and a huge shout-out and thank you to the pod a for putting that together and, and for putting together a great conference. But this has been a really fun weekend. Uh, this is simply the best podiatry, and uh we look forward to catching up with you guys next week Um as we cover some other really important topics. Uh, I think we're covering... Heel
1: we're pain. covering... We- we're following on with our heel pain... Um, uh, vibe, and we're talking about Severs. And then I think after that we follow on with injections. Yes, yes,
0: indeed we do. So, so yes. stay tuned. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, Jason. I really, really